Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. This week's radio show is one that I've been meaning to write for a little while and recent emails and also posts in the NARC recovery group have really motivated me to get onto this and the name of this show is How to Really Help Our Children That Have Been Affected by Narcissistic Abuse. Now for quite some time I have received a lot of emails, in fact more emails that I could tell you and even uh, explain to you in regard to people's concerns for their children that are connected with narcissists. And I would have to say that it's probably one of the most regular email topics that I receive. And I can understand why because I'm a parent myself and even though my son and I went through a narcissistic relationship, the narcissist was not his father. And therefore, I didn't have the anguish that a lot of you do with co-parenting. And truly, I can't even begin to imagine how tormenting that must be for a lot of you that are trying to deal with narcissistic ex-partners with your children. And I really have tried to understand with this work that I've been doing for years. And as a result, I wrote an article uh, quite some months ago, which there's going to be a link to um, that article through this blog article and that article is how do we help our children that have been affected by narcissistic abuse and the information in that article includes what I've learnt from my own success with my son's challenges and I'm going to talk about that in more depth today and also what I've been able to help others in the New Life community apply in regard to their children and that totally does include people who are tormented by the most awful situations and it also includes people who may have lost their children in custody battles. I popped a post up in the NARC Facebook group yesterday asking for some feedback on this topic from members so thank you everybody that has emailed me with some information and one member stated how many years ago she lost her child in a custody battle and how the shame and the pain of that as a mother was excruciating. And totally, as parents, we could comprehend how this must be a parent's worst fear, losing children to a narcissistic ex-partner. And I know how common that is within this community, and my heart goes out to every woman and every man who has suffered this devastation of literally physically losing contact or when their children are turned against them by the narcissistic ex-partner. Now I want to talk to you about my angle of attack on all of this. 
And that's what this article is today, which makes it a little different from the one that I wrote months ago. Now many of you will have realized that I differ from many other narcissistic abuse writers because I'm really light on in the practical and the legal suggestions department. And the truth is I'm not a social worker or a legal expert, nor do I have the information base of good solicitors and angles to pursue to get the best results in regard to narcissistic separations and custody battles. And that's why also it was wonderful to do the interview with Fiona, um, who does work in those systems last week in order to grant more of this information. And I really hope that this helped, sorry, two weeks ago that article was in radio show. And I really hope that this has helped grant many people the understanding that help is available through systems and support. And if you are in a high risk uh, situation, that there are some wonderful support services which are becoming better educated and are much more aware of abuse in society. And they're protecting the aggrieved more effectively. What my true mission is, however, in stark contrast to practical support is the imparting of how energy works. And that's why my suggestions and work is always about coming home to yourself, connecting to your true inner power and your ability to affect the world around you through tending to your own vibration first and foremost. And I wanted to really share that message today in regard to changing the torment that we can have regarding our children. So I'd really like to jump into this by sharing my experience several years ago when I was struggling greatly with my son. And my son's gorgeous and uh, I checked in with him yesterday about, I'm going to expose some stuff here, are you okay with that? And he's like, yeah, for sure, mum. I don't care. You know, I'm happy to be real. So he knows that this is coming out and he's actually going to be doing the edits on this when uh, it goes up on the blog. So at that time when I was struggling with my son, I was recovering from my narcissistic relationship which both my son and I had suffered a great deal of trauma in. I firmly believe that when my son knew that I was going to live, I was going to be safe and the immediate dangers were over, it really did give his stuff a chance to surface. And that's what happens with everybody, is it's usually when the dust settles and we actually have time to breathe, that's when everything inside us comes up. And it certainly happened with him. And at that time, he started to struggle with out-of-control addictions and severe depression and hopelessness. He was lost, lost, he was lashing out, and he had suicidal feelings. He quit uni, he didn't have a job, he was addicted to online gaming um, and there was a lot of alcohol and drugs going on at the time. Like most loving, caring mothers, I tried to jump in and control the situation. I tried to enforce boundaries and ways to stop his addictive behaviours. I lectured him about having more respect for myself, our home and ultimately his own health. I tried to inspire him to be more motivated and when that didn't work, I started shaming him. Unknowingly, that's exactly what I was doing. Now, nothing that I was trying to do was working and in fact, the entire situation was deteriorating rapidly. It became so bad that for my own sake of personal boundaries and looking after myself, 
I had to evict my son out of our home. And I can't tell you how anguishing that was. And the day it happened was one of the worst days in my entire life because I didn't know if he was ever going to speak to me again. And worst of all, I didn't know if he was going to end up in a gutter dead. Not only had I lost my marriage, my home and everything I thought my life was going to be, I was facing the very real possibility of losing my only son. Now, it was awful, terrible. Around that time, a miracle appeared in my life, as it often does. And the miracle was twofold. Firstly, it was a story I just happened to stumble across and it was purportedly a real story about a man whose son was bedwetting. And the story went like this, that this man was really frustrated and he was upset every morning waking up to his son's wet bed and he'd gone to see child behavioural experts and doctors and he tried all these different things but nothing was solving the problem. But that was until this man decided to change how he saw the situation. So the story goes like this. He took time out every day to visualise and deeply feel that his son was waking up with a dry bed and how happy they both were that this is what was happening now. Now within a few days of that visualisation and feeling into that as if it was true, this dedicated practice, that's exactly what started to happen and kept happening. The bedwetting stopped altogether. Now this hit a very strong chord with me, but I still didn't act on it. I just went, oh my goodness, that's really interesting. Now around the same time, I think it was within a night or two, I'd been doing regularly as part of my healing, watching a pile of Esther Hicks' Lure of Attraction DVDs. And this one particular night, I had one of the DVDs on and in one of the Abraham sessions, a woman was in the hot seat, she was in the chair with her problem and she was expressing how distressed she was about her daughter who was lost, destructive and irresponsible. What unfolded in that conversation with Abraham, channeling through Esther, was about to change my life in so many areas and significantly my parenting forever. It resonated so deeply with me that I totally felt it as absolute truth and knowing. And the basis of that conversation was this, that the focusing on the problem of how her daughter was being was simply holding that in place and manifesting more of it in the mother's experience. Because the mother saw and felt her daughter as lost and hopeless. Her daughter was reflecting back to her more of the mother's emotional energy on that topic. So Esther told the woman to start seeing and feeling her daughter as she wanted her to be. To let go of trying to fix, change, prescribe and control and trust that a greater force was at play. And Esther stated that the more we try to fix, control, change or alter anything, especially from a state of angst and pain and feeling a heightened state of what we don't want to happen, all we do is exasperate it with our energetic offering. Now, 
when I was watching all of this, internally I went, wow. It was a huge light bulb moment. And did I say huge? Because truly that's an understatement. You know when you hear something and it hits your soul and you just wake up. It's like you wake up out of your trance and you see everything differently. And that's exactly what happened to me. So truly, what did I have to lose? Nothing had been working previously anyway and things with my son were as hopeless as you could imagine. We parted on shocking terms and he stared me down the barrel that day and he said, the next time I lay eyes on you, you'll be on your deathbed. Now my son wasn't one to go back on his statements because he was one of the most stubborn people, cut his nose off despite his face, that I'd ever met in my life, obviously apart from narcissists. So I totally got to work on Esther's suggestions. I cleared and I cleared and I let go energetically because I had the tools to do it. I let go of the agony of everything I felt connected with my son. And when I cleared out everything that hurt, I was able to anchor into this new way of feeling and seeing him. So in my journal every night, I wrote about how he had incredible inner wisdom, how he was connected to that deeper, wiser part of himself, and how he was stepping into his true light and rising up into who he really is. And I deeply felt and connected to that everything was in perfect and divine order, and that he was not only going to find his way, but he was going to thrive as a result of what he was experiencing. And I made it so real for myself that truly I felt it through every cell of my body as if it had already happened. Now, obviously this was no small task as a mother because everything previously was screaming inside me that I'd lost him forever, he could kill himself, it was all my fault because of what I'd subjected him to in the narcissistic relationship and that I was a complete failure as a mother. Now I know we all go through these feelings, but I knew how important it was energetically to not stay stuck in those feelings and to be able to shift them. Now not only did my well-being rely on it, because I truly, I was breaking down with the emotional devastation of what happened. But it was also the most loving thing that I could ever possibly do for him was to change my emotional set point in regard to him. Now three weeks later, three short weeks after this struggle that had been going on for over a year, three weeks later we were in contact, we were having lunch together, we were hugging. He had already started to make huge changes in his life and get his life on track. And truly, from that time, he has never looked back since. This complete turnaround occurred against all odds and literally out of nowhere. Now, five years later, my son is amazing, he's creative, he's successful, he's a total inspiration to me in every sense and he's one of the most amazing, genuine, authentic people I've ever known. He doesn't even remember, resemble the person that he once was. So 
after this, after having tried everything I could think of for over 12 months to no avail, I was a total believer for life. I knew it wasn't a coincidence. Now for those of you who have not worked with your creative emotional inner power, this may seem ethereal or even irresponsible. For those of you who do understand your inner power and how law of attraction truly pulls the strings in every aspect of our life, you will know that this is the greatest responsibility we can take towards helping our children. In regard to being involved with narcissists or anything that is disturbing, we've got two choices. We can agonize over what is happening or we can empower the situation. Now fortunately, because I've been at this for some time, helping people recover and heal and thrive from narcissistic abuse, fortunately my suggestions have not proved to be simply ethereal or irresponsible. In fact, in every case that I've seen women and men purposefully work on changing their own emotional set point regarding their children and narcissistic abuse, situations start to improve. And these miracles have included children no longer being used as pawns. Many narcissists lose interest in causing angst when they can no longer use children to gain narcissistic supply. I've also witnessed estranged children who've been poisoned against the non-narcissistic parent wake up, see the truth and return home or make loving contact out of the blue. Sometimes this has happened within days or weeks of the parent making internal changes, even though there may have not been previous contact for years. In fact, I know and believe these results so powerfully that despite being thought of by some as a kook, I strongly advise everyone in painful situations to not do anything to combat what is happening until you've worked hard enough on your inner self to not be operating from a place of fear and pain. Because if we do try to change situations when we're in fear and pain and, and turmoil, the results are only ever going to be an attraction of more of what is causing you fear and pain and turmoil. Just like the man who was distressed about the bedwetting, nothing he did stopped the bed being wet. The human model we were all conditioned to operate in is this. You have to see it to believe it. And I promise you that is not how life operates effectively for us. If you're living agonized circumstances, you do not want to be living life by default. And living life by default is that thy emotional set point is controlled by what my environment is doing to me. Rather, we need to turn that around. And what you want to do is start claiming the real truth. When you can believe it within every cell of your body, then you will see what you want to see. You will influence it. You will create it. So it's so important when we wish to make changes with our children to realize the most powerful way to do this is to make the changes within yourself. 
You see, we have no power to make another person change. We can't suggest to them, prescribe to them, lead them to anything, make them do anything or force them into anything. All of that is futile whether the person is 5 years of age or 70 years of age. Now I know that may seem really counterintuitive to everything you may have ever thought, been taught or believed or the way you were parented, but I promise you it's an energetic truth. It is total human nature to resist anything and everything that someone else is trying to get you to do when you don't reach forward into it and claim it yourself. If people change, it will be because that person has made that decision themselves. And I'm not discounting boundaries in any shape or form. But please know this, boundaries are never about forcing any, anybody to do anything. We have no power over that. If boundaries are effective, you are in alignment of you living your truth calmly and solidly. And then you're allowing another to understand you give them the opportunity through cause and effect that they can no longer manipulate, take from you or harm you with your actions. And if you have effective boundaries, somebody can't anymore. So what happens is that person is going to lift their game if they want your energy, they have to meet you at a level where you're operating at. Or if they don't want your energy, they're going to leave your experience. Now when we combine boundaries with energetic set point changing in regards to our children, then we create a powerful opportunity for what presently is to change. And that's exactly what I did with my son. The boundary was, I will no longer live with your behaviour because it was abusive. That's why he had to go. And fortunately, thank goodness, a miracle appeared in my life to understand how to work to set, to change my set, emotional set point. And all, that was all about then seeing and feeling him as his true potential. Many people that work on the NARP program, the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, use the goal setting module to achieve the clearing of the pain and the fear with their children. And I've discussed that with a lot of people through email support to help them. Many people realize, and you need to realize, that they can't, you can't get your children to do affirmations. You can't get them to work on yourself. You can't get them to go see a therapist. You can't get them to do NARP healing modules. In fact, I would strongly recommend that you don't try to make any of that happen. My son works on himself a lot. Now, none of that came about as a result of me trying to get him to. Those decisions he made himself. And I totally, 100% believe me visioning him and Feeling him as an individual stepping and, and growing and embracing and moving into his highest potential absolutely contributed to him being this person. Now, for any of you who are not who are on NARP on the program that haven't accessed this understanding of how to change your emotional set point for your children, I want to give you an example of how to do this. Now the example I'm going to use is a true life story and it involves a lady that I did work with to help advise her how to do this several months ago. 
And I have worked with many cases like hers because, as we know, narcissists are consistently atrocious, whether you've had children with them or not. And her case is quite common, but it's definitely one that sticks in my memory. Now, I'm going to call this lady Cheryl to protect her identity. Cheryl had children who were being co-parented with the ex-narcissist. He had 50% shared custody, as a lot of you endure. Now, the ex-narcissist had a new partner. Both of them drank heavily and took drugs. And he terrorised Cheryl with abuse by proxy, which a lot of narcissists do, which were false claims to child services, that she was an unfit mother, and many other assorted attacks. And as we know, that's what narcissists do. They actually project and blame you and line you up for the things that they do. Now, Cheryl knew that he was using the children to get at her, and the children were not safe in their care with him. And, of course, she was terrorised, and she was trying to present evidence, she was trying to fight him legally, she was trying to protect her children. Nothing was working. Nobody was helping her. She wasn't getting the breakthroughs. Now, every week, he was very good at what he was doing, as a lot of narcissists are. Now, every week when he had the children, understandably, she was beside herself with fear and pain and barely functioning. And she was barely holding her life together. When Cheryl and I made contact, she wanted to know how to beat him with the system and how to protect her children. And I told her I couldn't give her those solutions. All I could help her with was was to change her emotional state on what was happening and then life could present the answers to her. Now, she had nothing else left to try. She'd exhausted every avenue, so she needed to trust me, and she did. So she got to work on what she needed to do. Now, this is the part where I'm granting you some shift solutions because this is the work that you can do on yourself to change what is happening in your experience with your children. So I advise Cheryl to set up the goal, my children are safe and everything unfolds perfectly for their highest good. That was the goal that she needed to get to. So I asked Cheryl to give me a rating between 1 and 10 as to how fully she could feel that goal how fully she could anchor into it. Now, understandably, she was only a 1 out of 10. She couldn't feel it at all. So there were nine points of fear and pain, resistance, that she needed to get out of her emotional body in order to be able to anchor into the knowing of that goal. So she got to work diligently that day shifting and releasing the pain and the angst and the fear piece by piece out of her body with the goal-setting module in NARP. Now, it wasn't until she was able to release the painful emotions, it took her a few days of working on it, that were keeping her anchored in the reality that she was able to bring in and anchor in the goal, my children are safe and everything unfolds perfectly for their highest good. Now, it took her a lot of shifts, it took her a few days of repeat healings, but eventually she got there. 
Now, when this new reality finally anchored in, and I asked her to send me an email to let me know how she went, and it came a few days later, she told me she felt at peace and she had a deep knowing, regardless of the circumstances, that everything was going to be okay. Now, what happened is what often happens. A week later, the ex-narc was reported to social services by a neighbour who saw his horrendous behaviour towards the children and was disturbed about it. Authorities arrived, he was arrested for drug possession and he received other miscellaneous charges. Now immediately he was not allowed further access to the children and he lost custody and he now only has supervised access for an hour once a month. So Cheryl also, after clearing that charge, she went to her next most powerful emotional charge, which was the, the fear and the terror of his relentless abuse by proxy. Now what happened was every allegation that he made against her was thrown out. It was all dropped. Now was all of this a coincidence? Why did this all of a sudden happen after 18 months of Cheryl's previous struggle and torment without a glimmer of hope? A struggle that was consuming every part of her life, every second of her life. And she had tried everything. So why all of a sudden did everything turn around? Now, I don't believe that it was merely coincidence because I see a miracle, I see miracles some a lot smaller than that and some as big as that. I see miracles occur throughout the New Life community every day. Truly, I receive emails about miracles every day and I see miracles in my own life every day. So this I believe with all of my heart that when we purposefully adjust our emotional set point, we open up the space for a new reality to come into our life one that matches the new emotional set point. There is no space for that to happen when we are still deeply anchored in the painful emotions of what is. Yes, it takes work, it takes enormous courage and it takes effort to change our emotional set point from what is when what is is right in our faces awful. Truly, it takes the ultimate courage to take our focus off directing our blame or shame at another person or ourselves and instead Instead, turn inwards to face our own painful emotions to purposefully embrace them and release them. But it is so worth it when we do. Because when we shift, everything can shift in our world. So I've had parents ask me, is this definitely going to work? And my answer is always this, that your goal is to feel the relief of what you do want and life will match that. But you can't be doing it for the result. You have to do it purely to love yourself enough to evolve past the pain. So this is the truth of law of attraction. Life follows our beliefs and our emotions. That's how we call forth life into our experience without exception. But we can't do the work in order to manipulate life. We need to do it to evolve ourselves out of fear and pain and to live as a being of authenticity, love and truth and the creator we really are. Now we can't be that being when we're all clogged up with toxic emotions regardless of how they got there, who hurt us, what happened or what people are doing. 
Now I'm not suggesting for a moment to not take action if action is available for you. In Cheryl's case, she had no action available. She tried everything. But what I am saying is if you do have action available, don't take action when you're anchored in the pain of fear of what is happening because if you do, all you will do is add to what is happening. When we're in fear and pain, we are cut off from the miracles and the mechanics of life, the incredible machine of creation that has unlimited resources and ways to create realities. When we're in angst and pain, we hit brick walls, closed doors, and we are totally out on the raw and ragged edge. That's one of Esther Hicks' expressions that I love. We're out on that raw and ragged edge of emotion on our own. We're cut off from everything. You can't attract the right solicitor, the right information or advice to support the synchronicities or the events that are going to support your case. In fact, every avenue you try to use is going to fall flat for you and any short-term win you think you've secured will be followed by an ultimate bad experience. Just have a think back over your life when you've operated out of fear and pain and you will know that what I'm saying is 100% true. And I've seen this every, every, every time. There is not one case of narcissistic abuse where I've seen anyone out of all the thousands of cases I've dealt with who have any positive breakthroughs when a person is still hooked in pain, fear and torment. Truly not one. And this is why I am so passionate about doing the work on ourselves to realize that we are not human doings. We are human beings. And when we change our beingness and emotional set point, we get to understand how we really create and how powerful we really are. If we get that being part right first, then our doing becomes inspired and effective and we have all of the resources of life up and under us, around us and through us, supporting us as we do so. So this is why narcissistic abuse is such a powerful and incredible journey of becoming who we really are and losing the illusions of the way we did think life worked. So some of the feedback I received from my post in the NARC recovery group yesterday was the sharing of some parents' experiences after changing their emotional set points. So I want to share a couple with you because they may really help you with what you've been agonizing over with your children. So the first lady emailed to me, since I've shifted from the pain of what happened with the ex narc and have become more in control of my own happiness, I've seen huge changes with my children. My children used to be aggressive and abusive and even destroy my personal belongings Things were so bad. My son especially was acting out badly and bullying me terribly since not being focused on the abusive behavior and walking my truth in an empowered way. As a result of releasing my pain and fear, this son has become much gentler and kinder towards me. I know he is reflecting back to me my inner state now. My self-worth has started to inspire my children by example. Another one of my sons now uses positive affirmations and shares them with me. This same son used to call his father from school because he was so angry with me and had turned against me. The changes in my household regarding my children are still in progress, but 
already nothing short of miraculous. So the second lady who also is working the NARP processes wrote, it used to distress me greatly seeing my children go off to spend time with their NARC father. I felt he was competing against me and making out he was the great guy and I was the bad one. My pain about this used to cause a lot of disconnection and friction with my children. When I decided to work on myself and let this go, I was able to release my pain and shift into the acceptance of my children are where they need to be and everything is serving their highest good. Then I could relax, simply be myself and get on with my healing without having a charge on what the narc was or wasn't doing. I can't tell you the difference that has made not just to my own well-being but also my children's well-being and our relationship together. It was huge. So I really hope that this radio show can help you because as a parent, I care deeply for the pain people go through with their children and it's why I'm really passionate about risking being a kook and, and going straight to the true thing I believe makes a difference when nothing else does. So as always, I'm going to look really forward to any comments or questions that you have on the blog uh, that's coming out today. And additionally on the blog, if, you, if you're an, working with NARP or, or Energetic Healing and you want to know what goal you should be using to set up your emotional set point that you need to work towards and achieve emotionally, please ask that question on the blog and I'm going to be more than happy to grant it to you. So I hope this can help and I hope that this can just incredibly change what's happening with your children because that would just warm my heart so much. It's so important. So that's it for me this week, everybody. And lots of love and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.